Hello and welcome to the Infinite Potential Podcast. I'm your host, Beth Willis. In my role as a coach, I aim to inspire people to believe that the sky is the limit. In this podcast, I will provide information on mindset, fitness and nutrition with amazing guests as we look to unlock your own infinite potential. Welcome back to the Infinite Potential Podcast. As always, I am your host, Beth Willis, and this week I have a solo show to bring to you. So it's just me, the press record button, and my mic. So we are, I believe, we are on to episode 22 this week, and I am going to be discussing all things metabolism. So it was a, a question that was brought up within my WhatsApp group for my bootcamp um, and just wanted to lay some foundations in terms of what metabolism is, how it works, and then kind of talk through some common misconceptions around uh, how you, whether you can speed it up, whether you can slow it down, and just kind of debunk a few myths on metabolism and then go through your your overall kind of energy burn, so your TD, TDEE, which is your total daily energy expenditure, just to cover that on top of metabolism, and we will leave it there, really. So that's an outlook on today's episode. Um, first thing that I wanted to do is just say a massive, massive thank you for such positive feedback over the last kind of five or six weeks, if not going back longer, um, you know, had some great feedback on the episode regarding overtraining with um, Annie and Deb, had incredible feedback from the episode covering all things menopause with Dr. Hannah Short, that is still getting listened to every single week at the moment, um, and has become my most downloaded episode, so that's... um, yeah, that's been incredible to see how well received that episode has been. Um, and also last week's, last Friday's episode with Dr. Bernadette Dancy talking all things coping with life change. Um, we had the marine mindset with Ross as well. Some superb feedback has, has come through. Um, I myself have listened back to last week's episode and taken even more notes um, on kind of stress management and things like that and just tweaked a few things this week. Um, so... Yeah, just wanted to say a massive thank you because without your positive feedback, this podcast, you know, it, it doesn't keep growing. It doesn't keep continuing to, to kind of almost snowball effect as it is at the moment. So a massive thank you. And I'll cover this now as well. If you, you know, you want to share um, any posts that I do on the podcast or, you know, take a screenshot of of you listening to it and then share that on stories or Facebook, you know, please do because the more we can spread the message, the more people can obviously listen and hopefully gain one, two, ten, one hundred kind of golden nuggets from um, all the episodes that we've got through so far. So without further ado, let's talk all things metabolism. Bit workout or marathon, okay? So it's going to cover every single bodily function that we need just to stay alive and then to thrive. And that's kind of the way that I like to look at it. So what energy do we need to stay alive? And that is what we're going to talk about first. And that is called your 
basal metabolic rate. And that is the minimum amount of energy that your body will require to carry out these kind of life-sustaining chemical processes. So breathing, keeping regulating our temperature, digestion, etc., uh, etc. Et All these things that we take for granted. If we were to lie in bed and our body was to just be all day in that kind of rested state what is our baseline energy that we would need that's our basal metabolic rate and that's kind of the basis of our metabolism now this can account for well it accounts for most of your energy burn so you know upwards generally of 50 percent if not closer to 60 to 70 percent of your daily energy expenditure that tdee word that i spoke about just a few minutes ago um, and depending on kind of your age your lifestyle etc um, the body's going to have to work either easier or harder for those basic functions obviously the harder it works generally speaking the greater the metabolism will be so that BMR number, that basal metabolic rate, will change with age. It can change or it varies depending on muscle mass, which I'll touch on in a second, uh, fat mass, height, gender, uh, genes, you know, genotypes and genetics have got a, a kind of a degree of emphasis on these as well. So generally speaking, we're, we're looking at our basal metabolic rate as the energy that we burn when resting just to sustain life. That will vary, as I said, between males and females. You'll generally hear males, you know, talked of as having a slightly higher metabolism because they have a larger body, large, greater bone mass, greater muscle mass, etc., etc., less body fat. Therefore, they're going to be burning more energy to sustain that body type. So that's where that kind of comes back to. Um, and, you know, talking about things, say... Um, when we're looking at faster and slower metabolism um, what commonly I find can come up is uh, that kind of misunderstanding between um, kind of blaming or laying blame on a slow metabolism for uh, very little or ineffective weight loss and there's there's very little evidence to support this when we're talking about general population okay so you may have a slightly lower metabolism compared with your husband if you're female and male etc etc but generally speaking say the the common misconception of oh I've got a slow metabolism therefore I can't lose weight uh, as it stands there's very little evidence to support that unless we have some outlying kind of chronic conditions that may be affecting thyroid and things like that so I just kind of wanted to touch on that and to to kind of give you then a little bit more information as to can you actually speed up that metabolism if you feel like yours is slow or what effects can we have to manipulate this metabolism that we're kind of starting with as a baseline so it, it is claimed that you know certain foods and drinks can so-called boost your metabolism etc but again um evidence to support these is as, as far as I've read and as far as I can see, uh, you know, not necessarily flooding in, so it's, it's weak. When we're looking at controlling the speed of our metabolism, we want to rephrase that and we want to look at controlling the amount of calories we're either bringing in or burning, okay? So 
ignoring the bringing in part of calories for a second, if we were burning more calories across an entire day, so we'd, we'd gotten up and we were going to work rather than laying in our bed, we're now starting to burn more calories. If we were adding um, you know, an amount of steps in, which I'll cover in a second into that day, then we're burning more calories. If we are training, now obviously I view training as we're looking for performance increases, muscular strength or definition, etc. But when training, there is an element of a, of a calorie burn because again, we're burning more energy. So when we think about speeding up our metabolism, we want to look at affecting our total daily energy expenditure. So the total amount of energy we are burning in a given day, the higher we stack that against the energy that we're bringing in, the greater potential deficit there is in order for us to tap into those fat cells and see that weight loss change that we may be feeling is stalled, perhaps by something that we're, we're linking as a slow metabolism. So kind of ways that we, as I've, I've loosely touched on them, kind of burning extra calories or just we just want to think of it more so as being more active okay so the greater your activity level throughout the day which is non-exercise non activity thermogenesis so you'll hear it termed neat the greater the general movement we can add on top of our staying alive basal metabolic rate the bigger kind of bucket of energy we're burning therefore potentially depending on as i've said a second ago depending on the food we're bringing in or the calories we're bringing in we can create a larger deficit therefore speeding up that process in theory of weight loss if that's what our kind of current aim is so you know just to just to touch on that once more there are certain kind of contra intrications in terms of what may affect metabolism um, these can be things kind of like hypo hypothyroidism and things like that where it's not necessarily constantly down to um, calories in calories out there's a little bit of a hormonal balance that may need to be equated for however for the most part when we're looking at having a speed up effect on our metabolism we want to look at that as adding in more energy burnt throughout the day in terms of general movement so I'm hoping that makes sense. I'm I'm trying to keep this this podcast kind of short and to the and to the point. Our our basal metabolic rate, which we could call our base metabolism, is the energy we burn to stay alive, to sustain life throughout that day. If we can add in more energy that we could use to thrive, such as neat non-exercise activity thermogenesis, so burning energy through general movements which I'll give you some um, examples of if we can add a good wedge of that on top of our BMR we're going to be increasing the amount of energy we're burning throughout that day therefore having an effect on each daily kind of metabolic rate if that makes sense so I've covered or I've loosely mentioned TDEE, total daily energy expenditure there are loads and loads of uh, calculators out there if you're listening to this and you are a bootcamp member or you're a PT client, I will have put your your data, so your height, your age, your gender, your weight, your activity levels into a TDEE calculator, generally using the Harris-Benedict formula off the top of my head. Um, 
in order to come up with an estimated number of calories that I think we should either stick to to maintain where we are or an amount that is slightly lower than the energy that we're burning, therefore we're looking to create that calorie deficit, or an amount of calories that's slightly higher than what we're burning in order to potentially look to grow some muscle or just return out of a dieting phase. So covering TDEE in a nutshell, your BMR, your basal metabolic rate, the bedrock of this podcast is, as I said at the start, generally speaking, going to be at least half of your daily energy expenditure on staying alive and sustaining life. Then we move on to NEAT, which I've mentioned a couple of times already, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. This is energy expended in everything that we do that is basically not sleeping, eating, or a form of structured training or exercise. So, you know, walking across a car park or walking to work or even just fidgeting, typing, um, going into the garden, gardening, you know, all these different hoovering, cleaning. I am a big fan of of the fidgeting one and I'll give you a reason for that in a second. But um, basically, as I've said, any movement that isn't sleeping, eating or planned exercise. So boot camp does not fall into neat. But if you walked to boot camp, that would fall into there, okay? So this, as I've stressed already, is the big bolt-on that we can chuck onto our BMR and we can really, really hike up our amount of calories burnt within a given day, you know, and we could be looking upwards close to 80% of our total calorie burn within that day being our BMR and our NEAT. So the greater we can increase our NEAT, the greater effect it's going to have on our calories burnt. Now, why doesn't food, why isn't food included in that? You're probably, you know, wondering to yourself as you sit there listening, I'm sure you are. Well, because there is actually another uh, thermic effect of movement or digestion, and that is the thermic effect of food. And that is another bolt on that we can put on on top of our BMR. And that is basically the metabolism and the breakdown of the food that we bring in we need to spend energy in order to break it down and therefore then obviously spread it across the body so the thermic effect of food generally speaking is going to come in at about 10 percent of your calorie intake for the day Um, so it's not a giant chunk hence why it's not one kind of focused on and it's not one we can massively adapt ourselves but one thing that we can look into is the thermic effect of food varies depending on the food or drink that's eaten and protein which is why it is kind of the be- your best friend when it comes to going through kind of a dieting phase protein actually has the greatest thermic effect so when you consume an amount of protein, say you consumed 30 calories of protein, generally speaking, you're going to be spending one third of that in order to break it down. So 10-ish calories, you know, that's not an exact science now, but you're looking at give or take a third. And obviously that's going to have a slight effect, as as is noted, on your calorie burn for the day. Hence why thermic effect of food, the breakdown and metabolism of our food, accounts for a small percentage of our daily calorie burn. So BMR, what we need to sustain. Neat, thriving, moving. 
TEF, thermic effect of food, breaking down that energy that we need to keep that metabolism going. Last one, eat, exercise, activity, thermogenesis. So I said your boot camp didn't count or your PT session or your cycle ride, if it's a planned training session, didn't count into NEAT and that's because they sit in their own block. Simply eat, exercise, activity, thermogenesis. And that's the energy expended during that bout of exercise, okay, that was it that we're intentionally engaging in in order to maybe increase our cardiovascular fitness. Maybe we're training for a triathlon like some of us are, or we're looking to go into a CrossFit competition, or we're just kind of badass at boot camp, whatever that might be. That is planned energy expenditure. Now, the reason this isn't there next to knee as a big wedge of something that we can control is number one. I always try and strive away from training to burn calories, okay? Movement, we move to keep calorie burn effective and efficient. We train to get strong, to make progress, to change our body shape, to for enjoyment, for socialization, okay? That's what we want to be training for. And like I said, whether that's your, um, you know, your runs and your cycles and your swims for your triathlon or your kettlebell thrusters and your burpees for your boot camp or your crossfit session, whatever that might be, okay? That's what we're training for. However, we know it is going to have an impact on our daily calorie burn for that day, okay? It's going to add a chunk on. That chunk can't be accurately measured by the cool watches that we've all got on our wrists, but they can give us an out, an outline, okay? And that amount generally is, is going to be similar to thermic effect of food, but it's not going to be every day, you know, most of us don't train every day or twice a day, but we can walk, we can move more every single day, hence why NEAT has got such a bigger influence on your metabolism than EAT will, okay, non-exercise activity thermogenesis, getting out, getting those steps up, 10,000 steps a day, you know, that's, you'll hear me say it a lot, but that movement in itself, more than likely across well across the day, will generally give you a greater calorie burn than your one hour session will, or your 45 minute session might do that afternoon. That session is geared to performance and improvements. Those movements are there for health and a healthy metabolism. So that's kind of how we look at our total daily energy expenditure. And not to turn this into a, a fat loss or, or kind of a dieting podcast because I want to stay on what metabolism is. But in saying that, what we're looking to do, if we're wanting to affect our metabolism and make a change, what we want to do is play on that neat aspect, get moving, and then thinking about the food intake that we've got. Are we fueling our body with as much food as possible for a number that we've worked out based on our total daily energy expenditure. So an estimated number that we can track for, say, a couple of weeks through varying methods to see if we're then getting the changes that we're after. So wanted to keep this one kind of short and sharp. 20-minute listen on metabolism. Takeaway points are our basal metabolic rate is going to sustain and keep us alive our neat our movement and our enjoyment of life on top of that is going to allow us to thrive. All of that together gives us our total daily energy expenditure. The biggest element we can have a play with is our either our exercise or our non-exercise activity thermogenesis. And 
understanding that your basal metabolic rate is going to be affected by your age, your muscle mass, your fat mass, your gender, your uh, bone mass, etc. Hence why males have a higher BMR, generally speaking, than females. And if you're naturally quite lean and things like that, why it can sometimes feel more difficult to make a change because maybe there's not a, a great amount of muscle mass that we can use in order to burn more energy because maintain, maintenance of that muscle burns more energy. I'm going to leave that there. I hope those takeaways helped. And if you've got any questions surrounding metabolism or working out your TDEE or anything for that matter, we can continue, as always, the conversation over on my social medias, which are for Instagram, you want to be searching Beth Willis underscore PT. And for Facebook, you want to be searching Willis Fitness PT. And you can reach me on there and we can chat things through. Other than that, I just want to thank you guys again for listening and for kind of giving me your time and giving me your ideas and feedback. It's only going to help me make this podcast better and better. So any questions or anything that you want covered in coming episodes, please do get that across to me as well. And have an epic weekend.